Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mondo listeners, it's Max, Mondo Neon. I'm with Maxi Neon. Uh, Derek Maxi, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So, uh, Maxi, you're at... Uh, Derek, I'm sorry. You're at that's correct uh, in Arkansas. Explain a little bit about maybe the temperament out there in terms of where you were able to kind of introduce uh, kind of neon. Was it kind of did you get involved with a shop? Was it a friend? You know, what was the what was the catalyst? For me, I was um, I come out of high school knowing that I wanted something in the art field, but I wasn't going to college. I uh, found my way into a screen print shop for a couple of years. And that happened to be right next door to a neon shop, just a sign shop in general. And uh, seen a crane guy out in the truck one day and I walked over and I was just looking for the next thing, uh, next job opportunity. And I thought, man, signs, you know, you see all these cool neon signs rolling out the back door. And I thought everyone needs a sign, whether you're going out of business or you're starting something fresh, you need a sign. And so it just looked like an opportunity to do something fun and different. So I walked in and asked for a job. Uh, the crane guy sent me up front uh, to what happened to be the actual owner. And he was a neon guy, uh, kind of like in my story and a lot of where, what I hear, he had an older gentleman that taught him. And I just landed myself in a small shop that did a little bit of everything from hand fabricated channel letters to wood signs. So for me, it was walking in. Uh, telling this guy I would be there forever because he was just looking for help young, you know, just young, fresh help that would stick around. Uh, up front, it was uh, woodworking, uh, metalwork, sweeping floors, but I started learning right off the bat neon patterns. And uh, this whole little shop, and this is a small town, like 100,000 people, 80,000. And he was the only neon shop in the area. And basically, over the years through the 80s, uh, 70s, 60s, there was always just like one neon shop. And I didn't even know they existed, to be honest. Uh, it just happened to everyone would drive by this place uh, and you would see it lit up. Of course, you'd walk by, you look in, you see all these little sculptures, base sculpture neons in the uh, window, and you just wonder, what, what are they doing here? Yeah, uh, that's the coolest well, thing, I'm, too. It's like an endless uh, stream of like mixed sense of what's going on inside like i think practically every neon shop should definitely have their lights always on because you never know right there's always that one person who's outside is like wait what's going on in there <laughs> that that's i have so many people come up to my shop and they they'll stop in the middle of the day and they'll say we always see you glowing at night and we come over here and look in your window just to see what's going on <laughs> so it's that that is ongoing that never ends which i is great because it goes back to that i think Everyone is that nostalgia. Everybody's always just attracted to it. They want to know how it's done. I mean, people have no clue whatsoever. And I, I forget about that sometimes. Yeah, I do you think like, um, you know, as a, and it's been great at exposing different artists. The wonderful thing about, I think, things like Instagram or uh, even just, you know, having that image is that it's given people at least, especially at least at the beginning, at least some point of entry, you know, you might not have all the techniques figured out, or even if you know what the styles are doing, but people know it's, it's like a, a, an experiment of techniques, you know, it's like at any time you can stick your head out and, and point somebody, Hey, look, this is what I do. Or as I think the challenging part, like you said before, um, you know, 
it's just true that like it's just not it's not a, a general idea of, of how things are you know presented in neon it's most people are just totally struck by you know they have a soft spot for it but the second you mention you know hey this is how it's done they're just like come again you know do you ever find how do you uh how do you get people at least to you know kind of a, a kind of break them into you know what it is that you're doing you know do you allow kind of a, hey come on in check it out this what's what's going on I re yes and that's the, the my shop is the same way the shop I was in we had this constant flood of people all day and my boss would look at me and he would just be like lock the door catch them up front don't let them come to the back I got to bend glass and I didn't think much of that and like today I had some or yesterday I had someone come in and it was the same thing everyone comes in with a story I've got this beer sign or this sign that I got from somebody it's got one tube it's got just a small break and they have no clue. And I, I invite everyone in, people I meet, uh, whether it's, you know, if we're having uh, shows here in town, they'll have art exhibits. I try to be involved. I'm, I'm right downtown. So I'm heavily involved in what's going on uh, with anything downtown as far as the art scene, the school. We try to be involved. And it's the same thing. I try to have an open door policy. I mean, it, it's great. We get that opportunity to, to share, let them come through the door. I'll always walk them to the back and say, Hey, this is where it starts. Mm -hmm. It's cool too. I mean, you guys are doing incandescent, you know, channel letters, you've got things like, you know, fabrication, even restoration. I mean, yes. it's all, all across the board. It's cool. And especially when it comes to like really artistic stuff too, I see certain shops just will only do this type of work. Um, it's fun to see a group, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, especially like um, rotating neon signs and uh you know just just taking i guess you know taking it as it is you know just different uh ways to block out different lettering you know even within the classical sense of, of how things are done just trying to do it a little bit different um i enjoy that i think it's great you know you guys have you ever been able to work with different artists do they come to you with ideas you kind of reach out to them a couple times that has come to us that has been uh the last couple of years i've kind of fallen into that where uh, that opportunity comes up at first. I wasn't wild about it, but just because we have so much commercial work going, but I've been needing more for myself, I guess. Uh, we've been doing commercial work, I guess, in my shop for 17 years. I've been bending for about 12 and it's that next step of just wanting to do something different and get out of that box. So here recently, that was the uh, last couple of years, we've taken on just a few artists have come through. They'll bring sketches. I've uh, been fortunate. They kind of turned me loose to let me do what we do and not be confined of trying to create something that's in their head that can't be done with glass. And re just like you had mentioned, uh, like with the internet, uh, Instagram and being exposed, it's opened my mind up also of getting out of that commercial box of, you know, a, a drop bend and just uh, blocking out, you know, now trying to animate things uh, more from an artistic standpoint, breaking some rules of what you generally stick with in the sign trade. Uh, just commercial work so that that opportunity to work with the artist has come and I'm I'm embracing that more and more just because you get to like I said you get to break some rules mm -hmm. and is there like anything like artistic wise you talk about screen printing that you came in with like influences that you look back on that kind of interest you and you say oh, I'm pulling from that or I'm, I'm kind of looking at certain things you're probably always evolving too do you kind of recommend other artists to go back and look at other things to kind of get inspiration from or is it just you know, people throwing different ideas at you? A lot of times it's them throwing the ideas at me. And with uh, 
the luck I've had of being in the sign shop for some, that's 25 years altogether. I've got my hands on plastics, metals, wood, a little bit of everything. So I've had a couple artists come to me that are fresh in what they're doing, painting and they're getting in the sculpture. And of course I've done some welding and stuff. So as soon as they come at me, I think, oh, we can do this and this and this. And next thing you know, we've got these three dimensional products that are, you know, they have lit plastic, backlit, they've got LED or neon in general, just on the, on the forefront that we can see. So we're, we're mixing the medias all across the board. And that is, like I said, the last couple of years, especially this past year, been diving into it, uh, you know, doing some layered uh, fabrication, a lot of shapes, and then uh, accenting it with neon. And it's that's really where I that talking about involve, uh, evolving. That's kind of where I want to be anyway. And mm-hmm. I think it's just from boredom of commercial work over over time. Yeah. Do you ever like it, you know people that kind of are looking at it and they're like, oh, I want to get into this, you know, especially with younger neon artists, there's so many of them out there right now. Um, you know, they probably are listening to this. What, what advice can you give them to like aspiring vendors or, or people that want to carve out their own path in neon? I think that the hardest part there is finding that place to start with who, who you can find. Like in this part, there's no one. Um, what I'm trying, and I say that no one, there's just no one that's been willing to share. What I'm trying to do is I have about 1600 square feet. So I'm revamping that 1600 square feet to get tables and bending stations in place so that we can just take on one or two or three at a time. And a crash course would be great. I see that through uh, on Instagram with some of the other guys and uh, doing the neon workshops and that right there in general, like I never thought about that until I started seeing it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people I have, Oh, at least every month I have a handful of people that go, do you teach? Do you teach? And I don't feel like I'm in a place to be teaching, but I can crash course somebody through it safely. And the main thing is when I run across artists around, uh, around this area, I'll invite them down. We'll go through a full on just uh, making a tube. And then I'll usually put some glass in their hands. And I love seeing them light up. I mean, just that idea, they just touch something different. Um, and for me, it was the same thing as far as I knew I wanted to bend glass, but I didn't learn to bend glass at the shop I was in. So I've I had a mentor in Tulsa, which is a couple hours from here. And I kept just going to, I would send him patterns. He'd make glass for me. I'd show up and just watch him bend glass. And he finally looked at me and he said, you know, you're never going to bend glass watching me. And so it, that was just kind of that, you know, smack in the head, get on the table. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. You don't give up. You just, you stick through those fires and uh, you know, I feel like I'm learning something every day and there's not a, a week or a month that goes by where you, you just happen to look at something and it just clicks. Oh, I should have bent this first or uh, even just the wiring techniques and stuff like that. I find so many new things. Yeah, totally. And and also too, it's just, yeah, you just get one shot. And I think if it goes wrong, you can't be too, you know, you can't walk away. Like you said, the group of guy. I love the idea of, of a crash course, like mental note for most studios. You know, if you're playing by the rules of, well, I'm just going to be the main guy, you know, oh, there's a lot of people that are doing it very well where they're kind of saying, Hey, look, works with these five different bends. If you last three days, you know, come back. And I think, yeah, that's, you know, like how cool is that? You know, how many times have you seen other shops just shut the door and say, well, we're not open. Sorry. I can't show anything kids. See you later. Right. Like, and and, I've been fortunate. I didn't run across that. I had guys that, uh, and it's only been a couple, uh, but mainly one, he's 82 years old. He still bends (laughs) daily. 
And he, I mean, he lit, he took me in and just let me sit there at his table. And back in the day when I worked for my boss, uh, Barney Hector was his name. He's passed away now, but he would let me sit back there and I would, you know, I didn't bug him, but you know, he would always, he'd let me play around a little bit, but I just, I had other things to do in the shop. So I wasn't sure if he was testing me out or if it was just, we were so busy, but I've always had that hand stuck out. Hey, do you want to check this out? And I've just gotten to that point where uh, I know I'm, I'm just 45, so I've got many years left to go, but I do want to share it more now than I ever have, uh, just to the point where I feel I'm more confident with it. And when you see on Instagram and all the other shops, especially the up-and-coming artists that are so interested in it, um, I may have been a little snob-nosed in the beginning because of the industry part, but not everybody wants to be a sign guy or a sign person. You know, they're not interested in that. They want to bend glass. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should be denied that if they have that opportunity. Oh, yeah. Or just, you know, acknowledging, you know, just all the cool different, like, like bending glass is cool. You know I mean? There's other parts of the shop too. Like neon is just cool. I mean, do you ever, I guess too, is thinking about like experience and you ever have, I mean, cause all your work is, incredibly intricate and obviously you're doing all kinds of stuff like bending borders and there's even complicated things like you know just for different shapes and whatnot do you ever experience like bender's block like you're like shit i can't get anything done today like how how do you overcome that do you come back or do you get things kind of i mean i must you know i'm, I'm sure things don't always go your way right? i do yeah i do have a rule of thumb it, within the first hour hour and a half if it is not happening the grass if that glass starts cracking or just the bends are collapsing on me wrong or the glass, it be it weather or just how I feel that day. About an hour, hour and a half into it, if I'm not feeling it, I just walk away. Mm -hmm. I've, I've found that to be the best. Uh, if I'm extremely busy and I know we have to get, and that's probably been the best times is when I just know I need to get a job done, I'll just tough through it and just keep going. Um, two or three bends into something, it'll just click usually anyway. And that's been a big deal the last couple of years. I broke out some of the old books and started looking back through things. Um, I've, I've kind of feel like a hack in the way that I've only sat and watched. I've never, it's been hard knocks. It's just been at those tables for hours or at the fires at the table for hours and hours and toughing through it. And then um, I think it's like musicians or artists or anything. You get those blocks you sit down, you walk away, you wake up the next morning or in the middle of the night, it'll click. And then you hit the tables the next day and it just falls in place. Right. That's when I'm reminded that I'm a glass bender and that's what I want to do. Yeah. It's like, uh, I talked about it. Like it's like the Jedi war, you know, you're going into this phase of like, how do I get Zen about it and breaking <laughs> yes. through? I mean, every, I think, you know, like the stressful moments as artists, I think they really are like, the best point because it forces you to do things out of your own sort yes. of like oh let me improvise okay i can't get this done can i come up with this way to kind of you know get through these 15 you know moments of, of you know intricate bending or what kind of make it easier and then you're like oh aha i never thought of that or uh-huh that's you know? exactly how it comes <laughs> it, what's is there like a favorite moment in bending where you look back maybe this past year something you did you kind of want to throw out there like oh we this was a great project we did or whatever you know? just recently in november i uh, had a photographer that does uh her name's cat wilson uh she's got this thing that she does called a selfie throne and what she does is put all these items together 
um, or create just a little scene for everyone to come up. And there's always a theme behind it. And this time around, they called it the neon pulpit. She had worked with another uh, person with some neon that had put uh, just a bunch of random neon together. And when she approached me, she said, I have this idea for a neon pulpit. And uh, it's a selfie throne. So she said, I want to celebrate empowerment and celebrate yourself. And people come to get their picture taken. So what we did is um, I come up with the idea of a, a large halo because I thought we're going for the pulpit idea. You might as well have a big ne neon halo. And uh, so we took that idea. The pulpit was one of those stroke of luck. So I kept looking at it going, we're going to have to build this. How's it going to happen? And a buddy of mine was throwing away a bed, uh, headboard. And that headboard had all these just trim around it. It worked out perfect. And so I was able to take the trim and the boards and the headboard itself, the drawers, and we built a pulpit. I outlined it neon. Uh, we put like a sacred heart on the front of it. We didn't want to step on religious toes, but we're, you know, I tried to make a realistic looking heart, uh, not so much to, you know, copy something, but uh, the idea of any specific religion, but it turned out we use yellow. I use uh, white. We used some ruby red, and that was that's we had like 450 people show up to get their picture taken. Wow! It was uh, yeah, I've seen it. Great. If anybody's listening right now, it's on Instagram. Um, I I clearly remember this image because I know exactly what you even when you described it. It's cool to see found objects in neon, similar to what I think most people do is they go, oh, I got to make everything. I got to have it all done. This is a cool way to kind of I think if artists are listening to take something that's already kind of pre-made. And build upon that, like the bed frame, you know, the head uh, board, you know, had people kind of at least, know, you know, it's too hard not to go up and want to take a picture too. It's like people, I think, take pictures of neon just because of the timeliness of it. It's like, hey, look how cool that is. But this is like made for that where people like, I must have jumped on it right away. Well, the same. I remember being uh, told use all available resources. And I think that's the case in sculpture. Uh, in art in general, you're just, you pull in from everywhere to come up with a, you know, to elevate an idea that you had. And, you know, especially I think with neon coming from paper and an idea concept to paper to three dimensional, just bringing that together. And then the idea, like I said, of 450 people showing up, we debuted that at the art walks, which is a local, uh, just a, a Saturday where the community comes together. We had great weather, a great turnout. There were nine locations for people to go visit other artists. And so that was just an opportunity. I mean, it was a golden opportunity for me. Yeah, I like it. It's good to like, you know, some of the people, some people say, you know, neon is just, you know, it's, it's what do we make of it now? It's already, you know, kind of been here and there. I think it's perfect. You know, you've got now a whole generation of people listening right now who are following through Instagram or found the, the podcast through however but what do you make of this? Have you been able to get a whole of different artists? You know, has it changed your work in different ways? Well, for me, I haven't reached out much. Uh, I think through Instagram itself, I keep bringing that up because it's opened my eyes to what art can be and the lack of rules of just being able to create and not worry about all around, just create. And the fact that we can add neon to it and glass, it just, it blows everything up because everybody's blown away by seeing something, uh, you know, so bright. You know, I think back, um, just, I can't remember, just in those terms of just artists and the idea that we can expose so many people to this and they're, they're excited about it. You just brought up that new generation. You know, everyone says neon's a lost art. It's like the most newfound art again. 
mm-hmm. and it never goes away. I just, people, I think forget about it or it gets, uh, well, it gets hidden by the next product that's in front of it. Right. And two, it's, it's you're right. Like there's such a, a, uh, a change of, of what's going on. You know, people are just so quick to assume there's one thing than another. And, and really it's great because it doesn't go away. It just sort of changes and, and evolves into, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it just seems to want to just keep progressing. Uh, you know, what's specific to me is like, you know, work like your guys is out there, you know, where it relates to so many different current movements could be popular in art, could be designed for right now. But uh, it really is a great way to kind of table the conversations just to like leave. It's pure joy, right? Like nostalgia, you've got moments where it's not historically appropriate, but now there's something positive to it, counter into, you know, counter to that. Now you have like, if you want to create a certain scene, you can now look back on years of film. You know, we've got yes. more, you know, intermediate levels of practice where now we have schools. So, I mean, as unpredictable as it might be, I think it's very much set in stone that there's a clear path for neon, you know, and it's just a matter of whether or not people want to keep taking it further, you know, that's all. Uh, and I, I'd love, I love the idea of the art that that's where I've seen it most these days and especially the upcoming generations that's been able to see it is the, this artistic standpoint, uh, just all these people wanting to, you know, further their art, uh, from sculpture or painting. And then they, they're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Totally. Exploration of consumerism. You've got things like celebrity culture. People now buy it for certain reasons. You've got the oh, spectacle yes. of it, right? Sense of purpose, right? You've <laughs> got like, this is where the hot dog joint is. This is where you get your pizza at. I mean, it contains something on such a deeper level and it's hard to really touch on what draws our attention. You've got things like essential, you know, sort of contemporary cultural forms, you know, like we talked about, uh, you've got, you know, self-promotion, you've got currency of entertainment, but it's really about attention. You know, it's a device that speaks to a larger group of people, whether it's persuasive or spectacle or staged, it's quite mesmerizing. And I think it also throws people into, you know, a very, a very uh, questionable atmosphere. It's like, well, I'm fascinated by this. How does it work? How many things do you know that actually do that nowadays? Or people actually draw upon the time it even takes to think about that. You know, and I think it's important to mention that too, is that there's a human quality that's savory, that actually looks at real people doing this type of work. And as ruthless as the world can be now, I mean, you look back and, and really not, it's really been about that, you know, that moment where you enact something uh, it comes together. It's, you know, serves a higher purpose and, you know, it might not always mean something to the same person, but you know, it's, it's just engaging, you know, you look at it in one sign and you're like, Oh, that looks great. And the next sign. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's self-serving, but at the same time, you know, it's really, uh, kind of a, a, a vice, you know, it's really an interesting way to, um, I guess it's just, I feel like it's a dominant, uh, piece of our culture you know that we've utilized in a lot of different ways you know it's great um where you know how can you know where you guys work at how how, i really want to promote the uh, derek promote the group here um you're working obviously out of your studio anything else we could do to kind of go and support uh the studio and the shop hey i mean as far as the instagram follow it's maxi neon um we're trying to push the art end of it these days uh the idea of sharing that and everyone to see us just the same and uh i try to promote the other artists just it just the same as you're doing i appreciate what you're doing as far as inviting me and the other guys on here to push it along 
Yeah, thanks. Everyone listening, go check out uh, Maxi Neon Derek. It's been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate your time. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.